0: All right, the story I'm about to tell you starts on a very faithful day, a very important election in 2016. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. This is not the American presidential election, but in fact, a referendum in England on whether or not to leave the European Union. (laughs) Um, Now, if what I just said extremely confuses you, (laughs) or if you've been hearing a lot about the Brexit talks going on now, but are still kind of confused on what that actually means, what is truly going on, um, I'm here to break it down for you, Uh, so let's dive in. (music) Welcome back. Welcome to How to Activism with me, Lila Eamon-Lucas. This is your living, breathing, never-ending guide to teenage activism told by me, a teenage activist. I'm so excited for this episode, so let's get started. Alright, so today's episode is going to be a little different. Today won't be a guide on a certain aspect of organizing per se um but more I'm just gonna switch it up and um, I think a really important part of being a thoughtful and intentional activist is being educated and it can sometimes be hard to understand things it can sometimes be hard to just like set out and be like I want to understand this um and instead if it doesn't come to you in the means that you consume news in the media, it can be very easy to slide under or um, just small things sometimes when it's referenced offhand, you sort of know what it is, but you're not fully fully understanding it all. Um, and that for me for a very long time was Brexit. I knew that it was um, kind of a mess. I knew that there was there was some not good things, uh, but I, I didn't fully understand what it was exactly. Um, or what its significance was, what the impacts would be, so I decided to make this episode today as a guide to get informed, a guide on what's going on with Brexit, what is happening. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to be educating you on that in this coming episode. Alright, so to dive right in, uh, the first thing you need to understand is the European Union. It's a thing that you hear about a lot, but is never like explained in schools and it's kind of just like a headache to try and understand but to put simply it's essentially a collection of European countries not all European countries are part of it and some non-European countries are part of it Um, and some of the countries that are part of it use this collective European currency or European Union currency, some countries have opted out of the currency, but opted into the European Union, some countries have opted into the currency, but not the European Union, and some countries have partially opted into the European Union, but have not fully opted in, because of fishing and trade laws, which are just, I, it goes on forever, there's just, it's it's essentially, but the way I want you to picture it, is just, all the countries in Europe, which is obviously also very hard because Europe and Asia, there's not a clear border, but but essentially, it's a it's like 90, 92% of Europe is more or less part of the European Union. So what Brexit has, well, okay, so then a referendum was sent out in 2016 that essentially asked UK citizens, or asked British citizens, if they would like to opt out and leave this collection of countries which it's deeply woven into um this is complicated first just on the basis that what it sent out was more of a survey and it was not a legally binding document or legally binding decision however it wasn't pitched that way and so if they decided not to follow it the referendum, it would seem undemocratic. But essentially what it sent out is just, would you like to leave Brexit? After um, being called, it was called very quickly um, with not a lot of time to fully explain everything and the Conservative Party was going around spreading false information about what it actually was like. <laughs> Sounds a little familiar to what was going on in 2016 in America, right? Um, anyway, so this election, this, this referendum gets sent out and it essentially just says, would you like to leave Brexit, yes or no? Which provides, oh, it's just, it's so flawed because essentially, or would you like to leave the European Union, yes or no? It's deeply flawed just on the basis of, like, so many things, but the the simplest one being that it doesn't explain what leaving would mean, um, whether it's a hard Brexit or a soft Brexit, which you've probably heard those terms floating around, um, but it it just doesn't really... Yeah, so that got sent out and then in almost a split decision it was 52% to 48% um voted to leave the European Union. Um the party that was kind of pushing for it, the Conservative Party became sort of flustered because they were kind of running on it even though they didn't actually want it to become the big system and once it became once it passed, they didn't really have a plan for it. So it was really just like a mess um so basically a couple months after the referendum goes out and the results come back in um, the Theresa May who you may have heard about the conservative politician um, takes power in July of 2016 um, so then she becomes she, she wins the election and then she becomes the prime minister in uh, January 2017 she um, confirms that she basically confirms to everyone that 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 the UK is going to leave the European Union, um, and she wants to start processes soon. It's it's a mess though. So she basically runs into a lot of problems because there's no clarification. No one really decided what it would mean to leave the European Union. Would it mean that they would fully stop participating? What it like? Just no one. Would it mean that they would just cold turkey just, like, drop out? Would there be a slow process? What would they give up? Would they continue to trade? Would they... Like, nothing was really figured out. So July of 2018, um, she basically just runs into a lot of trouble because the deadline for making these decisions is March, March of 2019. So we're, like, eight months away, and her cabinet is just becoming extremely mad at her, A lot of cabinet members are dropping out, including Boris Johnson, who you should remember because we're going to talk about him later. Uh, But essentially, she starts just running into a lot of political problems because everyone has different opinions. And also, the referendum was extremely flawed because it didn't ask the right questions. It was not promoted correctly. People got misinformation. A lot of people didn't vote. A lot of people didn't understand it. There were just... I I can't emphasize enough how little... The British people should be holding the referendum to. Instead it's being held up as the will of the people and it's undemocratic if Britain just decides not to leave the EU because it seems like it's disregarding democracy even though one could argue that the referendum itself undermined democracy. Anyway so Theresa May is just having a lot of problems in her cabinet uh, and it's just getting, it's getting really hard. Hi, so I just want to clarify really quickly what I said earlier about how, um, a lot of the conservatives were running on Brexit even though they didn't actually want it, um, that sounds very confusing, um, the best assimilation I can sort of draw between that and America is how a lot of conservatives were, um, supporting trump in 2016 and a lot of republicans were like kind of by his side and supporting him even though they didn't necessarily want him and they weren't really expecting to have him elected um so that's kind of similar to um, brexit and the conservative party there so we're just we're gonna take a little pause really quickly and explain what deal versus no deal in brexit would mean what it could have meant basically basically that whole thing. So as I said kind of earlier, the European Union is like a collective of countries that make... It's it's sort of like, okay, so if you're an American, you could think that a possible American alternative or American version would be like the North American Union, and then it would be Mexico, America, and Canada. All three countries would maybe parts of the countries would opt in territories like Puerto Rico and Guam that that America technically owns but are not full states there'd be gray lines and and just it wouldn't be fully clear um those instances in Mexico and Canada I'm not as familiar with if those countries have territories or what the deals are but um yeah so then the three the three countries would essentially decide on one currency, which mostly they would follow. They would decide on trade laws, um, environmental laws maybe, uh, hunting, fishing, um, a lot of things. And then all the countries on North America, which are just three, would follow those laws. Boiled down. Um, However... Brit. obviously europe is has a lot more countries than north america um so so the european union has a lot of nuances um that are hard to work out and that every country has a different opinion um so it's hard to work on so basically the uk wanted to leave brexit and basically not pay membership fees because being part of brexit um there is a membership fee that like a country will pay uh so Basically, the Conservative Party wanted to take a Britain-first approach, um, which sounds very similar to Trump's governing ideas right now. Um, but yeah, so basically UK, the UK wanted to leave the European Union and leave all the disadvantages that it would bring, but then still get some of the advantages. So really they just wanted what would be best for them, which would screw over some of the other countries in the European Union who'd either not get as much resources or money or be held to a higher standard and not have as many advantages. So there's this deal in March, uh, March 29th 2019 that Theresa may has to meet she writes this whole thorough thing that says all the ins and outs of what it would mean she presents it to parliament parliament and um it loses <laughs> tremendously um it just fails i think it was like about 400 votes on one side and 200 on the other uh so it was really it was voted down um by both conservatives and um the labor party which is sort of like the the democratic party um for many reasons, very different reasons, but yeah, so essentially that fails, so she requested deadline for October 31st, 2019, which is still coming up, um, and then essentially quits a couple of months later, she resigns, because she realizes she can't meet the deadline, it's kind of a no-one-can-win situation, um, because she proposed Brexit, her and her party didn't fully, think it was going to happen, and then it passed 52 to 48%, and and it became kind of this crazy situation that no one anticipated. So a no-deal Brexit means that they get none of the advantages, none of the disadvantages. They might as well be located in South America, because they are in no way tied to any part of the european union which also means they can't get any of the advantages so like trading foods across borders including like fruit could take days which would make the fruit go bad and then you know like they can't import fruit which just screws up the whole economy so they don't want that well they shouldn't want that (laughs) um some very extreme members which are most comparable to like far right members of american politics do want a hard brexit but it's not smart if you actually care about the economy of your country. So that's the difference between the deal and no-deal Brexit. Okay, I'll go back to the timeline. Okay, so Theresa May proposes her Brexit idea. Um, it gets rejected, um, and she. but however, the EU will grant her an extension. Um to October 31st, so she decides to resign, because she feels like it can't work, and she's already failed once, so she shouldn't fail again, um, and also, if she doesn't give up the position the of prime minister to someone else, and then it fails, it's like a waste, and it's like a major loss for her party, so it's like she's kind of tag-teaming someone else, because she is no longer able to do it, um, so then On, yeah, so July 24th of 2019, Theresa May dips because she failed Brexit, um, and then Boris Johnson, who, if you'll remember from a year ago, was part of her cabinet and then resigned, um, becomes the new prime minister, um, yeah, he, he resigned a year ago for criticizing her for trying to leave Brexit, so it's kind of, um, Full circle kind of hypocrisy situation which is also very similar to um i think i think full circle hypocrisy is a really good way to describe american politics right now too um yeah okay so then august 28th of 2019 boris essentially creates um the american version of a government shutdown so his opponents can't pass legislation to stop brexit at this point The Conservative Party in Britain knows that there's no way that they can pass any kind of legislation that gives them the advantages of being in the EU and um, without any of the disadvantages of being in the EU um, because Theresa May already tried that and it failed. So they're basically resorting to no Brexit, which is an awful idea. Um, Boris Johnson, though, feels like there's nothing else he can do, I guess, which really he's sort of right because... There's no way, or there's very little chance that they can find some kind of Brexit solution. Um, I'm guessing right now that whatever happens in the next two months-ish or months and a half, um, it's either going to be a hard Brexit or there or a no Brexit at all. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, there was... A small chance that his opponents could have done something to soften the begs, the brexit bro the <laughs> brexit blow um and help kind of protect or cushion the u k economy um but that is just not going to work out because Boris Johnson essentially put the government into a government shutdown except and this is a very important exception um when American government shutdowns happen it's it's sort of like a Okay, well, I wouldn't say it's a common thing, but our founders knew that it would happen, and it was not, they didn't expect that it would be used in the kind of political tool that the Republican Party has weaponized it to be, um, but there's always, like, a, okay, well, if this doesn't happen, then it will go into a government shutdown, and after it goes into a government shutdown, then, of course, like, they, they have to work on this, and they have to negotiate this, and then the government goes kind of back to normal. Um, there's never really been this before. Um, there hasn't like ever been kind of government shutdowns, except this isn't actually a government shutdown, but this is sort of the UK version except their government isn't built to have shutdowns anyway so they're in kind of a const they were kind of in a constitutional crisis um because this has never happened before they didn't know where to go from there um Brexit's a mess there's this new prime minister who literally after like four months of taking the job has to figure out how to like get exactly what he wants and work with the EU which doesn't really want to work with him because they don't like that he's him and all of England are leaving um so some people were calling this a coup. um some people weren't the biggest problem is that he as I've said multiple times, is a member of the Conservative Party in England, and so if we're if we're continuing with the, like American government comparisons, essentially in England, what they have is they don't have a House of Representatives and a Senate, they just have like one governing body and um that governing body in short the conservative party doesn't have the majority in that governing body so it can't just go along with him which is why they were going to propose like opposition legislation to like make brexit not so bad and then he just shut it down so essentially they like can't go to work and they can't do anything the members the elected members of that party um so it's really just like a mess Oh, and um, also additionally, if you're thinking, oh, well, like, what if they just called a new referendum and they made sure to, like, crack down on false information and stuff, well, that's not possible either because the European Union gave them a deadline that's a month and a half away and preparing for elections is expensive um, and you need to announce elections and give more than a month and a half notice. Um, So, yeah, they can't just, like, call a new referendum because there isn't time yeah so they're 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 really in a hard place okay so then in a complete turn of events um essentially essentially britain doesn't just have like so you know how i was talking about how they're like congress and they're like house of representatives and their senate is like one thing okay so um in their governing party that like works in conjunction with the prime minister it's not just like two parties primarily like fighting each other it's more like many parties um and so then in a like very complete twist of events that like no one really saw coming on september 4th of 2019 opposition parties um joined together uh to pass a no no brexit legislation um without boris johnson anyway uh so boris johnson has to either, like, give up on Brexit entirely, which he won't do, or ask for another extension, which Theresa May already did in March of 2019. Um, so, yeah, there's really... There's no good answer to this. Um, we're, as of me recording this on uh, September 13th, I think, or 14th, um, there's really there's no good solution to Brexit, there's nothing that can fix it, um, there's no way for Britain to be, like, just kidding, like, let's just, like, not do any of this, because they're kind of in too far, and their leader is terrible, and there's just, there's, it's like, they're just stuck between, like, not even a rock and a hard place, like, a chainsaw, and a bed of nails, or, like, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) no one can win right now, it's such a mess, oh, and also, like, even if they ask for another extension, like, there's no way that the EU would even give it to them, because the EU doesn't want them to leave, and so they don't really want them to have more time to figure out a deal, so they can outsmart the EU and get the advantages of EU without, like, paying the price literally and figuratively um so really it's just a big fat mess and there's no solution <laughs> um, yeah so britain britain is not doing so well okay so that was my best attempt at a summary of brexit and everything that's going on Um, I did not decide to do this episode this week so that I could, um, brag about how much international, global, political knowledge I have because, um, I would say I have about none, (laughs) um, and I just had to do hours and hours of research to try and understand this topic even though I kind of thought I, I sort of understood it going into it, um, but I just- it's so hard to wrap your head around, and then try and re-explain to other people. Um, make sure you're being as like fact factually accurate as possible. Um, it's it was definitely a new experience. Um, And this was a new type of episode, too. Um, I'm planning on doing more of the other kind of episodes where I explain different parts of organizing and activism. Um, But I did want to take a break this week because this has been in the news a lot. Um, And I think that it's really important to, like, as an activist, to understand the world. And America especially gets kind of a bad rap for just being sort of self-obsessed um granted there's a lot of things we've had to worry about um ourselves wise uh but there are just there's a lot of things other things in the world going on that that American activists should be aware of and sometimes it's hard to be a teenager and have to do all this homework and just have to do tons of work and then other things on top of it that can be really discouraging and and not not sound that great Um, so I really wanted to make it as easy as possible for you to understand Brexit, uh, to understand what's going on around the world. Um, if you are someone who has heard about the, like, is Trump an exception to what's going on or the possible norm, like, if we get rid of him, like, if we just vote him out in 2020, like, would that be the end of it? Um, or does his kind of politics, what his kind of politics continue afterward, um, I think this is a really good example of the latter, uh, Boris Johnson, a lot of people have called him the Trump of Britain, uh, and I think in a lot of ways that's very true, um, I, I also, yeah, I also really wanted to spotlight this to show that this kind of authoritarian, my country first, I, I, I'm not going to care about other countries when there's actually, like, economic advantages, too, and, and it's, it's important, too, as, like, we're all on a planet <laughs> together, um, so, yeah, so I wanted to spotlight that, I wanted to spotlight Brexit, I hope this was helpful or clarifying to you in some way, um, Yeah. all right everyone thank you so much for listening to another episode of how to activism with me lila eman lucas um just like in school i'll be linking my resources down below um this all this information did not just come to me in a dream um fully cited and factually accurate i just I, believe it or not i don't just like know these things um <laughs> i'm totally being sarcastic um this had, this just required hours and hours of resources and learning and understanding and re-watching and relearning, um, so many things, so I'm going to be linking those down below, um, I also want to remind you all that there is a youth climate strike happening, this is coming out on a Sunday, um, the strike will be happening Friday the 20th, or sorry, the 15th, Friday the Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, this is happening the 20th, this is happening Friday the 20th, it's so important, Friday the 20th of September 2019, this youth climate strike is very important, it could be the largest global climate strike, youth global climate strike ever, global warming is so important, it's so undermined, Greta Thunberg is here in the United States, in New York, to strike with American teenagers, and... If you can, please leave school. Please join us. I will be out there all day. Uh, We're going to go to City Hall. It is just, it's so important. If you enjoyed this week's episode of How to Activism, there are so many ways for you to support me and to support this show. The best one being to send this episode to a friend, let them know, send it to a group chat of friends, recommend it, um post about it on your story, please share it, tweet about it. Um you can rate it out of 5 stars. You can give it give it all 5 stars um on the Apple podcast store. You can leave a review. Leaving a review would mean the world to me. Sharing the episode would mean the world to me. You can check out my Instagram down below, follow me to get updates on when episodes are being released. Uh, I would really, really appreciate your support. Uh, it's it's really easy to just click the share button, send it in a text, send it in a DM. So thank you all so much for listening. Please consider supporting the show or in one or all of those ways. And uh, have a great week. I hope you come out on Friday for the climate strike. Bye.